You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Chris Jennings. Joining me today is John Pullman, Ducks Unlimited Magazine contributor, a freelance writer. John, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Chris. Glad to be with you. Now, I bring John on, you know, on occasion, and, and him, he and I go back and forth on decoy spreads. Uh, John's a, quite the tactician as far as decoys and, and, and calling and things like that. He really puts a lot of thought into it. And, and John has written a piece, I don't know, this was probably a few years back, but it wanted, this ended up being a column in the mixed bag section. And surprisingly, this column was one of the highest rated columns in the magazine, I think in 2017. Um, but the, the piece is called Weather Driven Decoy Tactics, and it's five strategies and, and, and when to use them in different weather situations. Um, John, how did you kind of come up with this idea just, you know, off the top of your head as far as, you know, providing a different look and a different feel to um, creating a decoy? decoy spread based on the weather conditions. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the weather is that one big factor in, in duck hunting, goose hunting that it's out of our control. As hunters, you know, we're looking at our looking at our, our smartphones in the morning for temperature and for wind direction, for all those things. But there's not much, you know, there's nothing that we can do to control the weather. But what we can do is control our response to it. And the 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 best waterfowl hunters that I know, they don't go out and do the same thing every day. When they're, they, they, they respond to bird behavior, obviously they respond to hunting pressure and things like that, but they also respond to the weather. And so what I did is I, I picked five guys that I know that, that, that have been hunting a long time. And I, I picked their brains in terms of give me a weather situation that is frustrating and then give me how you respond to it. And I think I came up with five pretty good, um, five pretty good little, uh, 
bits of information about how these duck hunters make the best of the situation, respond to that weather, and still put birds on the strap. Yeah, you know, that's the reality. We talk about all these decoy spreads and doing this and doing that, but you're at the mercy um, of weather in, in so many, every single day. I mean, that that, that can change. You could, you could lay in bed at night and, and come up with this fantastic decoy strategy and wake up in the morning and, and something weather-wise is drastically wrong with your great mm-hmm. idea. Um, <laughs> I do that all the time. Um, but, you know, the first one that you have is is probably the waterfowl hunters, you know, arch rival, which mm-hmm. is no wind. And you kind of label that as no wind, no worries. Um, explain how, you know, and you used Ben Fuyan, who's, you know, a good friend of yours up there in South Dakota, um, kind of explain his strategy for going into uh, a morning with no wind. Absolutely. You know, you know, Benny hunts from Canada down to Arkansas. I mean, he, he spends a lot of time in the field each fall and, he, this is something that he runs into a lot, you know, and, and it's like you say, it's probably your worst nightmare when you wake up in the morning, you could be on the X, you could be in the, have an absolute money spot lined up for the morning. And then you wake up and the wind is dead. And it is when you don't have wind, you don't have a way to give those birds a direction. You don't, uh, you don't, you can't anticipate what they are going to do. Um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a really frustrating scenario. And I think for Ben, the part that gets, that's hard for him and, and, you know, he hunts out of, out of A-frame blinds and layout blinds, but this is something too, that you could use if you're in a permanent, a permanent blind situation. He wants to keep that bird movement out in front of him so that he can see what they are doing. Cause on a morning with no wind, those birds can be working behind you. They can be trying to land behind the blind. They can be lining off to your sides. So what he does is he puts everything out in front of the blind. Um, all the decoys, maybe, uh, maybe a handful behind the blind just to kind of break up the outline, but everything is, he keeps everything out in front for the sole fact that then he can, he can keep his, keep tabs on the birds, watch what they're doing, watch the reaction. And then when, when they provide a shot, he can take it. He's not second guessing. He's not wondering if, if they're, you know, if the birds are working behind, if, if, if he needs to have, uh, to try to let them swing one more time, whatever it may be, it, it gives him a little more control over making the shot, seeing what those birds are doing. And, uh, like I say, he, he pushes everything out in front of his blinds, um, decoys, motion decoys. He pushes those out maybe a little bit further away than normal. You know, typically you may want your you know, spinning wing decoy. If you're in a field hunting situation, you may want those just 10, 15 yards off of the, off of the boot bags of your blind or out in front of your A-frame. He'll push those out a little bit further again to, to, to use that motion in a way to keep those birds out in front of him and, and to be able so that they're not trying to, to, to work right on top of the blind, so to speak. And so, um, like I say, everything gets pushed out away in front of the blind. Um, and you know, I've been with Ben on hunts like this and it works. I mean, it's, it's something where, um, if there's my biggest takeaway from it is that it, as a hunter, I want to be able to see those birds as much as possible. And this, this setup does it. They're not working behind the blind. They're not working off to the sides. It keeps their motion out in front of you so that you can make the best decision when it comes time to make the shot. Yeah. And a lot of that is, you know, you're trying to control the shot more than you're really, you know, that the ducks are going to do, uh, probably some weird things and sneak in, try and sneak in on the backside of the blinds or, you know, they don't, they don't have to follow those typical rules that we talk about where, you know, ducks are landing into the wind, you know, with no wind. I mean, they can really come from any angle. And I think what, what it sounds like he's trying to do here is more or less control his visual and his shot. 
and in making that the you know the priority rather than being able to control how the birds are going to approach it gives you a little bit of control over the situation because like you say when there's no wind those birds can do whatever they want to do i mean they they can come from any direction they can try to finish from any direction and by keeping that their their motion and their their um keeping things out in front it gives you a little bit more of of a of a of a choice in terms of when to call a shot and and when to let them maybe try to swing again um and it's 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 the only way in my mind when there's no wind it's the only way to hunt you know the next one that you put on here and this is probably much more familiar for for hunters up north when it gets really cold when that temperature really drops there's snow on the ground you're talking probably some late season super cold hunts. You know, the gentleman that you interviewed from Pennsylvania, you know, he had a couple of different situations and, and, you know, scenarios that where he kind of brought to the the point that, you know, he's really trying to focus on what these live birds are doing and trying to replicate that with his decoy spreads. Can you kind of talk about this one and, and, and why this shells in the cold was, is such a, it's really a unique strategy. Kevin Eddy's out in Pennsylvania and does a lot of late season hunting for Canada geese out there. And, um, Pennsylvania, you know, Northern tier state, any place where you're, you're dealing with cold and ice and snow, this would be an effective tactic for you. And, you know, he really tries to imitate what those, what those birds do in those in that cold weather situation you know and so he's when you watch these geese um the when they hit the ground they tend to lay down and uh, kevin thinks it's 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 uh maybe thaw the snow down but underneath them a little bit and, and makes it a little bit easier to be able to reach the food underneath um whatever the reason may be that's that's what they tend to do they they in a snow-covered field um they're going to hit the ground they're going to lay down and so he uh tends to use a lot of shell decoys for that reason uh again to mimic what they um to mimic what they are doing in a, in a realistic situation. And this is something that I, you know, I, a lot of people that I talk to, you know, here in South Dakota, we have the Missouri river. Um, Pierre, South Dakota is a, is a great spot for late season Canada goose hunting. And those, those hunters out there do the very exact same thing when it's cold and there's snow on the ground, they're going to be using a lot of sleeper shells because that's what the birds are doing. And, uh, Kevin's other little uh, tactic that he does is that he will mix in full bodies within that decoy spread again, to make it look like a bird that's maybe getting up it's stretching. It's, it's, and you know, and you add motion with the flag, you can really, really make that realistic situation, but, uh, adding those full body, full bodies within the, within those shell decoys to give the perception of birds that are up moving around that maybe have been there, uh, for, for a little bit longer and that are, are, are moving around to look for food. And so the combination of those two, majority shell decoys, mix in some walker style full bodies or maybe even some sentry decoys with their heads up nice and tall to give some visibility as well. Um, And that seems to be a really good one-two combination for them. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of goes back. We've talked about this before. In your scouting, kind of, you know, the pre-hunt approach, you know, if you're driving around and it's these cold, snowy days, you know, it's probably in most hunters' best interest to check out and see what these birds are doing. You know, are they laying down in the fields? Are they standing up? Mm-hmm. And then mimic that. And that sounds exactly what, what Kevin appears to be doing here um, with mimicking what he, the birds in his local area are doing. You know, if, if they're hitting the ground and they're immediately laying down to maybe thaw that snow or for whatever reason, um, 
you know, that's exactly how you want to approach it. And that's when you start adding in the shells and the sleepers and, and things like that. So it's all, it goes back to, you know, the importance of scouting once again. Absolutely. Which is, it is, that's a huge component of being a successful waterfront hunter scouting. It takes a lot of time. It's, it's, it can be frustrating at times, but you know, when you put that effort in more times than not, it's going to pay off in the long run. And for the next one, you, you, uh, you reached out to a gentleman in Oklahoma and in, you know, Oklahoma has kind of become a little bit of a bright spot for waterfowl hunters the last few years. Um, I know several guys who, who go out there a lot now and, and, you know, with this spread, it's targeting ducks, but they're using geese. Can you kind of explain how, you know, how and why, you know, this hunter takes this approach? So I talked to Dallas Branch once in uh, northern Oklahoma. And, um, you know, in terms of a weather situation for this spread, this is something that he uses when really the weather has gone stale. And I mean, just like waking up and having no wind in your decoys, a stale pattern of weather, you know, mild temperatures, very little precipitation, um, birds just get to be really hard to hunt. And so what he does during that situation where you're kind of in a, maybe it's a mid season blue or you've had birds have been there a while, or like I say, the weather has just gone stale. He mixes it up and he does that by incorporating Canada goose decoys into his, into his mat spreads for mallards. And, um, it adds a visibility. It adds a sense of, um, of uh confidence um mallards love to be around geese it seems it seems like they'll land when you've got a, a group of canada geese and ducks on the ground they're going to land right on that edge between the two um and it's uh you know again kind of go back to what you said before based on your observations of these birds use use that to your advantage um and like i say him his adding canada goose decoys into his spread it freshens it up a little bit it makes it look different than what everybody else is doing and when you're in a period of time where the weather has been stale or the birds have gone stale for whatever reason mixing it up like this is one way to give them something new to look at and hopefully that'll be the difference uh between having them fly on by and actually uh, decoying and coming in the pocket and giving you a shot yeah no it's a great like you said it adds confidence um you know and i think you know, just speaking as far as even this season, I think uh, hunters throughout, you know, the Mississippi Flyway and the Central Flyway, um, and even the Pacific Flyway have uh, have dealt with their fair share of stale weather conditions. Um, you know, we're definitely dealing with that right now in the Mississippi Flyway, um, and and this is something that you know hunters can look at it maybe completely outside the box of what they're accustomed to doing as far as using these you know Canada Goose floaters. Um, and, and really targeting ducks. So, you know, it's something for people to look at, you know, with these stale conditions, um, kind of like what Dallas was explaining in the, in the piece is the conditions are, are so poor that, you know, you may have to try something you've never tried before. And this is something for people to look at and, and it can change, you know, change the outcome. Like you said, Mallards, they really did getting in there with the geese and they're, they're not, they're not afraid to do it. So, um, definitely something for, for Hunter. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina ProPlan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. 
Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. Just to look at. Number four you had was kind of you referred to this as raising the stakes and and you used Ben Cade, a Minnesota waterfowler who um, targets a lot of I guess I would consider you know almost you know urban geese you know around the metropolitan areas near his house um, and this is a pretty cool pretty cool approach but kind of explain what he was referring to as raising the stakes so Ben does a lot of Canada goose hunting, uh, like you said, central Minnesota metro area. These birds get to be pressured, um, and and a lot of times that drives them into uh, different kinds of uh, field situations um, where there may not be. I, I, I personally think, and I think Ben would agree that these birds start to maybe target fields where there isn't a lot of cover. <laughs> there isn't. There are places to hide um, because they they feel safer there. Um, and so these birds are hitting these fields where there is absolutely zero cover. It's, it's, uh, you know, here in South Dakota and Minnesota as well and other places, it could be, uh, it could be just a, like a chiseled cornfield or a chiseled bean field where farmers come in after harvest and put the plow to the ground and, and chisel that, that ground up to, pre, you know, prep it for planting the next spring. And there is not a stitch of vertical cover to be found. And so it's, um, in cases like this, where there is no other place to hide the blind, there's no fence line, there's there's no other depression in the field where you don't you either have to hunt that field or go find something else. What he does, or what he has done, is um, created some extra long decoy stakes that he will use for decoys that will be placed around uh, layout blinds, and um, it gives the appearance then of these birds almost being on top of the blind um it it, it kind of creates a depth perception that these that the blind is is ground level and that those birds are are walking across in essence walking across your blinds and so it's it's something that has been effective for him i know it is something that um hunters have done um in the spring with snow geese as well putting those blinds whether you're if you're hunting with eight or nine or ten guys putting those layout blinds shoulder to shoulder and then having some extra long decoy stakes to place around those blinds you know full bodies on those extra long stakes again to create that perception that that ground is that area is flat that those birds are maybe uh feeding up against uh an, an area of of 
maybe a little taller stubble or whatever it may be. Um, but again, it's, it's all about erasing that, the erasing the profile of those layout blinds on the ground to, um, which is something that, you know, I think flares a lot of birds. Um, layout blinds can be really successful. It can be really effective, but their profile can still be an issue at times. And so this is one way that Ben does it to kind of get rid of that profile and create this perception that those birds are feeding, uh, feeding on the ground. We've talked about that a lot, just even between you and I, that being able to hide those blinds, especially with with conditions varying and, and hunting uh, metropolitan birds where there, there's probably a lot of pressure on these birds, mm-hmm. um, being able to, to be right in that field where, like you said, there's no cover, um, limited availability to be able to hide. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you create this illusion. And, and I think the bird's perception of that um, once you do it a few times, you realize that they don't even notice that those things are on three and a half foot stakes versus, yeah. you know, 18 inch stakes. I mean, <laughs> we notice it because we're, you know, we, we take great detail in our decoy spreads, but I think the birds, you know, they don't notice that as far as, you know, the depth perception of the spread and how it looks, but it really does hide those blinds. Absolutely. And to make the weather connection here and, and talking with Ben, uh, again, this is another spread, another idea that I that he uses primarily when conditions are stale. Birds that have been there a while, that that uh, the weather is, is you know, weather has a way of, of kind of, of making birds forget about a lot of their defense mechanisms. You know, I mean, when it's cold or snow or whatever it may be, they, they, um, they want to get out there and feed and, and they're not so maybe so wary. So this is something with that he will, a tactic that will, he will use if birds been around a while, they're getting kind of stale, the weather's not helping them out any, and he has no other choice but to hunt this field uh, where there's not a lot of cover. And maybe it's a field that other hunters aren't even trying to hunt because there is no cover. And this is one way to get at these birds that are, uh, that are being kind of difficult. The next one that you did, it comes out of Nebraska and, uh, you know, Doug Stanky, he hunts, yeah, I'm sure most of our audience is probably familiar with a lot of his work on the photography side for sure. Um, you know, it's called Stand Out in the Crowd. And it's really, once it gets into that really cold time of year, um, late season, you know, rivers are starting to freeze up a little bit. Kind of explain how Doug approaches his late season spread. Yep, this is a cold water spread. This is this is last open water, late season. Uh, there's ice on the river, you know, ice on the on the edges of the river. Um, potholes are frozen up. Birds want to be where there's open water. They're they're reluctant to get out. So you're talking late season mallards, and and um, this is a spread where. When you look at birds this time of year, and it kind of goes back to what we mentioned before about using shell decoys for, for honkers, that uh, when you look at mallards on these rivers this time of year, yeah, a lot of those birds are up on the sandbars, heads tucked down, um, and um, they are uh, up and out of the water try to get some warmth. Um, and he will use full body mallard decoys then. And I think he says in the article, like he says he uses six full bodies for every floater that he has on the water. And so it's again, just to give that perception of these birds that have, have landed that have crawled up on the sandbar to catch some sun, maybe warm up in the afternoon. And, um, and again, it's mimicking what he is seeing in real life. And again, that's just such an important lesson for waterfall hunters to, to learn that, you know, when you have to err on the side of, of, of anything, you know, do what the ducks are doing, 
they're showing you what they want. They're showing you, uh, you know, their habits. Mimic that as much as you can with your decoy spreads. And I've never hunted Nebraska, but in my mind, this is the situation I want to hunt. <laughs> I want to do this late season um, just because, it, again, it, 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 it's, it sounds like so much fun to be able to hunt these birds in that cold weather. Um, and Doug has figured out a way to do it pretty well. Yeah, and I, and I have hunted Nebraska, but it wasn't in this situation, um, unfortunately, you know, and it does, like you said, it's, it sounds like the perfect scenario, cold, you know, things are starting to freeze up. The birds are kind of being forced to make decisions that they may not want to do. And what you're trying to do is create um, what would appear to be the safest place for these birds and, and really provide that little um, little haven for them to, to dip into on some of these, these small flowing rivers. And, um, you know, one thing that, that Doug points out in, in the piece as well is that he's using black ducks mm-hmm. in, you know, that's not very common, not, not common at all there in, you know, in Nebraska, but he's using them for a different reason. And it's, it's a lot of that visibility. And we've talked about that before, um, with everything, you know, using the Canada goose decoys as a higher visibility, um, for mallards, but he's using black ducks and, and kind of what's your, what's your opinion on that? You know, as far as tying in these black ducks to create that, that larger, um, you know, I guess it would be a larger contrast within the spread. Sure, sure. And I think Doug has been, he's been using, if, if you, I've seen some of his really old photos and you will see in the photos where he has actually painted Mallard decoys black before there were, you know, commercially available black duck decoys. Doug was, was something that he had latched onto a long time ago. And this idea that, you know, by adding that really dark, dark decoy in the in the in the mix it helps things stand out and it it just creates another layer of visibility for the birds that are passing by and if you know you think about it you know folks that hunt out on this great salt lake um that that you know put out hundreds of these black silhouettes um on the water and it's all about visibility it's all about getting you know the attention of the birds as they're passing by and so doug latched onto that a long time ago he figured out by adding some sort of a of um of a uh, dark decoy, uh, a different shade. It, it's going to create a contrast with everything else that you have out in the water. And, and obviously he's not using a complete set of, of black duck decoys, but he's adding just enough of them, I think, to create that contrast, give some, give another layer of visibility for birds that are passing by. And it's a tactic that, I, you know, that I use here in South Dakota as well. You know, I know several guys that do it, you know, Kelly Powers down here at uh, Tennessee and Western Kentucky, you know, he's, he's doing that as well. You know, we've done, I've done a couple different pieces where I interviewed him, where he talks about, you know, spreading these decoys, you know, two and 300 yards out along, you know, a levee or the edge of a river. And he's implementing large numbers of black ducks just for that reason. You know, it's a, uh, it seems to be coming a little more, more common and, you know, black duck decoys are more readily available these days yeah i can guarantee i don't think doug is if he's shot a i don't i'm i'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say i don't think he's probably ever shot a black duck in western nebraska my luck is that he probably has because the, the guy's been duck hunting a long time but again it's just it's about thinking about thinking outside the box trying something different and finding a way to uh to create some more visibility for your decoys and uh yeah more and more people are doing it um and and they're doing it because it works We've hinted on it a little bit, but all of these tactics um, are completely based on what people are seeing these birds actually do. And, mm-hmm. you know, everything from the geese laying down to um, the Canada geese or mallards kind of heading into the Canada goose decoys as almost like a, a confidence, de- you know, decoy. 
Um, but everything is, it really involves keeping an eye out on the birds, uh, staying vigilant as far as scouting. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when you talk to some of these guys, are, is that what they're really keying in on them? I know we've stressed on it, but is that what they're all saying? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's all based on their observations, not only from scouting and seeing what the birds are doing, but from spending days in the blind and in the field, watching how birds react to different things. And, you know, every one of these guys, um, is is a is a has an inventive uh, mindset in a way and and i'll look at you know the first one we talked about today ben fuyan just a really good friend and i know ben really well he is not afraid to just try something different if the birds aren't if they are not reacting to what you're putting out there don't sit there do something different and he may not necessarily do it that day but he'll he'll try it the next day and and then he'll try something different the next day um just to try to stay successful on a on a on a consistent basis. And, um, you know, every one of these duck hunters that I talk to, they, they love to put birds in your face. They love to put birds on, you know, in the, in the pocket, in the hole. And, and so they want to do that day after day. And, and the way that they're, one of the ways they're doing that is to, is to change things up, think outside the box, do something different, and then watch how the birds react to it. And if it doesn't, if it's not the way that you want, change something, change something else. Don't be afraid to change. There's a reason why, uh, I, you know, these aren't exact numbers or anything, but there's a reason why, you know, 10% of the duck hunters shoot 90% of the ducks uh, that are harvested in North America. Because, you know, you've got some of these people who are really spending their time and who have done it, you know, for so long. And, and they're spending time in the field. They're watching these birds. They're also trying these different tactics, you know, something that, you know, we kind of joke around, you know, you drive around Arkansas and everybody out there has got, you know, two and a half, three dozen mallard decoys and two spinners out in front of their pit or, you know, blind or whatever, where everybody's got the same decoys for it. And, and doing something different, you know, especially when you're, you're being forced to do it based on weather conditions, um, it really gives you an opportunity to test things out. And like you said, don't be afraid to, to jump out and, and change it up and mix it up and, you know, maybe throw some goose decoys out where you normally would. The best duck hunters that I know, and, and whether they've been hunting for 15 years or for 50 years, they are, they want to learn. They are still curious about these birds. They're curious about how they're going to react to things. Um, and I think that is, is if there's one lesson that I've learned over my years is that it's, it's, it's good to have that. It's good to be, you know, uh, uh, an observer as much as a hunter. And, um, you know, it's, you know, the, the desire to, I love to put mallards on the strap as much as anybody else. And, and, and I have discovered that in order to do those things, I can't be afraid to change my ways and, and try something different. And, and, uh, like I say, and that's, I've been hunting ducks for 30 years and I guarantee you, I still have a lot to learn about this game. And, um, and the only way that you're going to learn is to try something different and do something different in, in reaction to what the birds are showing you. And, uh, and it's fun when you see an idea come to fruition where you've got an idea to do, to do this instead of that. And it works. I mean, building confidence as a hunter is is uh, is great. There's hardly a better feeling in the world. Yeah, when it all works out on one of your uh, outside the box plans, it it really is. You know, it's like the ultimate reward. Now, I will I will say that you know I've put together some pretty zany uh, decoy <laughs> spreads and and uh, 
I will be the first one to admit that that some of them did not work, but but some of them have, and, and that's what you know, that's what keeps me trying to mix it up a little bit. That that's about you know that's most of the fun for me is mixing it up and trying something different. And you may you may learn something along the way. Exactly. Hey John, I appreciate you joining me today. It's been a great conversation, and uh, you know our our audience can check out this full article on ducks.org. It's weather driven decoy tactics. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate you joining me. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Anytime. I'd like to thank my guest, John Pullman, for joining me today and talking about weather-driven decoy tactics. I'd like to thank our producer, Clay Baird, for getting the podcast out to all of you. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for joining us and supporting Wetlands Conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside.